Hey everyone, welcome to the Dream On Podcast. This is Jennifer, your host. And I'm jumping in from the future. At this point in time, I'm actually um, in the middle of season two of this podcast. And I'm going back to this episode to let you know that I just updated it. And now there's a part one and part two version of this episode. Um, I made it better. I redid it. And that's in season two. It's um, episodes eight and nine of season two. So I really suggest that you go listen to those episodes instead of this one. And then if you want more, then you can come back and listen to this one too. Um, I also used my phone to record this little intro, the same as I did for this episode. But at this point in time, I have a microphone. So my audio in season two is a lot better. And you're going to need to turn down the volume to listen to the new episodes. So um, thank you so much and go listen to that. Hello everyone, my name is Jennifer and this is the Dream On Podcast. If you skipped ahead and missed all my other episodes and you're just listening to this one to get to the lucid dreaming tips, then of course that's totally okay and welcome to the podcast. But also, I talk about a lot of really cool things in the other episodes and they're not very long, so I would definitely recommend that you go check them out. So if you enjoy this episode and it's the first one you've listened to, you should totally go back and enjoy the other ones. And before I get started with this episode, I just want to mention that today I listened to the recording from last night when I recorded the original full episode, and I really hated this first half, so I am re-recording it now. It's not a big deal, but I did want to let you know, just in case there's some change in volume or something, obviously it will not be extreme, but just so you know, if I sound a little different, a little more sleepy in the second half, that's why. So the first thing that I want to talk about, which if you've already listened to some of the podcast episodes, you will know that I was going to talk about, is keeping a dream journal. And You can keep one physically by your bed, which I think is a really good idea because then it's right there when you wake up. You don't have to think about, you know, turning on your phone, powering it up at night, and it's not a bright light in your eyes. So if you wake up at 3 a.m. and you want to write down a dream, you can do it in the dark. (laughs) You really can. Your handwriting will be terrible, but you can totally do it in the dark and it won't wake you up. So then you can go right back to sleep when you're done. So I personally think a physical dream journal is the best way of doing things, but keeping one digitally has a lot of perks also because it's easier to organize and it's easier to reference things because you have like different systems online that can help you with stuff like that and you can put little flags and things. So no matter which way you want to do it, physical or digital, keeping a dream journal is a great idea because then you can look back on your dreams and you can notice patterns and you can notice things that are reoccurring and you can find out if you have a dream cast in your dreams, which I want to thank the people who reached out to me and talked to me about their dream casts. I have confirmation from two different people that they also have reoccurring characters in their dreams and that's a huge deal for me because I had no idea that other people had that and I'm really glad they do. And where else was I going to find that information other than just through talking to actual people? So thank you guys so much for reaching out and letting me know. Moving on, you need to make sure that you're getting enough healthy sleep to have good lucid dreams. And this is interesting because many of the methods for inducing lucid dreams involve disrupting your sleep cycle. 
And that totally makes sense because it narrows the bridge between being awake and being asleep. And it makes your consciousness in waking life closer to your consciousness when you're asleep. But it's not sustainable. You can't just disrupt your sleep cycle all the time to have lucid dreams. It just, it doesn't work. It's not healthy for you. Not a good idea. So instead, I would suggest that you actually try to create a solid bedtime, basically, where you know what time you're going to go to bed, you have a bedtime routine, and this will help you because then if you're in a dream and you think about where you are and what you've been doing, then hopefully you'll think about that routine you always go through and you'll realize, hey, this is not waking life. I'm asleep. And then when you think that, congratulations, you're lucid dreaming. And that whole idea of remembering going to bed takes us to this next tip, which I don't see in a lot of places, but I think is the best one. So if you're taking notes, this is the one you need to take notes on. So doing reality and memory checks, I think is the best way to have a lucid dream. So you can start these in your waking life. It's super easy to do. Just whatever you're doing, whenever you're doing, whenever you're doing it, whatever you're doing, just take a moment out of your day and think, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And how did I get here? Those are the critical questions because in a dream, there is no before, like there isn't. So in a dream, you know, you'll be in a place, but you didn't go to that place because it's not reality. So all of a sudden you were just there. And when you're doing tasks in dreams, sometimes they don't make any logical sense at all. So if you're thinking about why you're doing something and how you got there, then in a dream, you probably won't be able to answer those questions. So you either have amnesia of some sort and you need to go to a hospital or you're having a dream. And the reason that I recommend these memory checks instead of reality checks that people talk about a lot is because reality checks can be fooled. So here's the thing. If I do a reality check all the time where I try to push my hand through a wall, obviously in my waking life, that's never going to work because I can't push my hand through a wall. I'm not the flash. But in a dream, if I'm expecting to not be able to push my hand through a wall, then of course it won't happen because you're the only thing in your dream. You are the entire dream and you're yourself in the dream. So if you think I'm not going to be able to push my hand through this wall and you doubt it, then of course you're not going to be able to. So I think that that's a faulty system and I would not invest a lot of time in that. And it, of course it works for some people. Literally everything I'm talking about works for some people and not others. So the majority of the stuff that I'm talking about is anecdotal. I'm just giving you all these facts and all of these strategies so that you can make up your own mind and I will offer my thoughts for you to consider. And then you can do what you will with my thoughts and my opinions. I won't be offended if you don't believe me and you want to try things that I don't think work. <laughs> so the next thing on this list is to focus on something physical in the dream to avoid waking up. And this is something that you should do when you're in the dream and you start to feel yourself um, waking up. So the dream will get fuzzy or you'll just feel yourself waking up. So you'll feel your physical body and that's a weird sensation. So last night I was actually having a lucid dream. No, not last night. The night before last night when I was, whoa, yeah, the day before, the day before today when I was recording the podcast, I talked about this. 
So it was yesterday's night before. <laughs> so I had a dream where um, I could feel my physical body, but I was trying to walk in the dream through this restaurant, but I could feel my legs physically and in the dream. So it was like phantom limb syndrome where I could feel that my dream legs weren't real, but I was trying to actually exist there and be there. So I had to focus really hard on the next room over and just looking into the hallway and staring into the hallway and thinking about that hallway so that then my actual physical body would just be out of the picture again. Because it's a really uncomfortable feeling to be in that weird space where you can feel your body and your dream body. Um, so this is a good way to get out of that if you ever encounter that. And you probably will at some point after a lot of time lucid dreaming. And it also helps when you get really excited because you're having a lucid dream. So you want to avoid really strong emotions in your dreams because those tend to wake you up or they tend to keep you from staying lucid. So if I get really mad at someone in a dream and all I'm thinking about is how angry I am with them and I'm just consumed by my rage then of course I'm not thinking logically about the fact that this isn't even real and that they didn't actually do whatever I think they did. And by focusing on something physical in the dream, I can stare at something that the dream has generated and really focus on it and I can keep it from disappearing or becoming fuzzy or whatever, like whatever happens to it when you start waking up. And so avoid strong emotions and then if you feel yourself losing lucidity, or waking up, then focus on something physical. And the thing is, when you start lucid dreaming, you will probably wake up from excitement a lot of times. And that's... Oh, my bad. <laughs> I'll put my phone on silent. And silent. Okay. So you need to focus on something physical. You need to avoid strong emotions. And don't beat yourself up if you wake up from the dream and it's because of your own excitement, because it happens to everyone at some point, and instead of getting mad at yourself, which is only detrimental to you, just be happy that you actually had a lucid dream, because if you have one, then you're totally going to have one again, so you're good. The final method here that I want to talk about is to simply stay positive and don't expect the world right away. So one of the lucid dreaming myths that I think I've talked about before, but maybe not, maybe not, maybe, <laughs> you know, probably more than I do. Maybe I'll go back and re-listen to my old episodes, but people expect that the moment you start lucid dreaming, you can start doing all these super cool things. So people assume that you could do literally anything you want in a dream and just build up the world from the ground up. And that is totally untrue. I've never done that, and I've been lucid dreaming for many, many years. That's like advanced, advanced, advanced. That is so difficult because it takes so much concentration, and it takes a lot of creativity. So you would have to conjure an entire world from literally nothing, which is so difficult to do. I think it would be a lot easier to try to imagine a door going where you want it to go, and then going through that door. Like, that is way easier to me than trying to build something from the ground up. So, you can't expect the world, you can't expect that you'll literally be able to do everything you want in a dream, because it has to be within your grasp, and it has to be something that you can clearly picture, and that 
you know well or you've thought about a lot. And when you can't achieve the world and you can't achieve everything you want, then you should still stay positive because just the fact that you're having a lucid dream and you get to enjoy dreams that your brain creates out of nothing, that is so cool. Dreams are so cool in and of themselves because it's something that your mind creates from scratch for no one but you. So enjoy it. Which brings me to the end of this beginning segment, and then I will let you go into the next part, which is the part that I actually recorded originally and didn't suck. So please enjoy. Notes. Those are all of the tips that I wanted to talk about. And if you want more of these, I'll, I'm sure that I'll do another episode like this in the future, since a lot of people listening to this probably want to learn to lucid dream. So I'm sure that I'll go back to this and I'll talk more about it. But those are the tips that I had lined up for this episode specifically. And now I want to talk about some methods that people use to become lucid in dreams. And I want to talk about my thoughts on them specifically. So the first one is the idea of periodically waking up in the night to disrupt your sleep schedule and make you more aware, basically. So it's where people set a timer and it goes off during different um, points in the night. So maybe at midnight, the timer would go off and then at three in the morning, it would go off and then at six in the morning, it would go off. And it's just, it's just to keep you from fall. I guess it's to keep you from falling into a super deep sleep because then there's more REM before the drop off where you like dip into really deep sleep where they don't think that you have dreams. So I think that that totally works. That would not surprise me at all that that would work. But the thing is, that's not practical for most people because we live our lives during the day and we can't just put our real life on hold to go and try to have a lucid dream at night. So it definitely works, I'm sure. They use that for a lot of studies. I don't think it has a specific name. I just have periodic waking up written down. Um, maybe it does, but they use it in a lot of different scientific studies for dreams. So it definitely works to help people remember their dreams and to help people lucid dream just because it brings dreaming and being awake closer together. That's, that's pretty much what it does. It just cuts the distance between them. So the next one is flashing lights. So people wear sleep masks, basically, you know, a sleep mask that goes over your eyes when you're trying to sleep. And normally sleep masks block out the light, but these sleep masks, they'll put lights in them so that they can flash them while you're asleep. And the goal isn't for you to wake up, it's for you to see it and be able to take a cue from that while you're sleeping to realize that you're actually asleep. And they apply that same principle to vibrating bracelets that people can wear. I think they have anklets too, but I might just be making that up. So they have vibrating bracelets that people can wear that'll go, that um, other people can set off. And these, similar to the periodic wake-ups, are used in a lot of scientific studies. They definitely work, but again, I think that they probably interrupt your natural sleep cycle. And I might be wrong about that, but if I had to choose either waking up 
or a vibrating bracelet, I would probably go for the bracelet because you could set that off to go off only once a night and then it would only disrupt your sleep one time. And waking up, that's just really hit or miss because if you don't become lucid when you go back to sleep, then all you succeeded in doing was just being miserable the next day and I don't think that's worth it. Not to mention that if you're disrupting your sleep cycle and you're making yourself exhausted, then you might not have the energy to hold on to the lucid dream if you do have one. Because you'll be so tired that you'll just be too lazy to even try to fight the dream. You'll just go along with it. You won't want to think about it. So don't... I uh, <laughs> You get it. Then there are the wild and mild techniques. And these are really popular. I see them in a lot of different places. An author I love uses these. And just to clarify, they are spelled W-I-L-D and M-I-L-D. Wild and mild, exactly how you would think they'd be spelled. And wild stands for wake-initiated lucid dream. And I don't think mild stands for anything. It's just like the same, except... So here's, okay, <laughs> let, let me back up. I'm really tired. I took a psychology test before I did this, so my brain is pretty much liquid in my head, but I figured what better time to talk about lucid dreaming than right before I go to bed, right? So anyway, wild is a technique where a person is attempting to remain conscious while crossing over from the wake state to the dream state. And I have tried this several times. I thought it would be super cool. I thought I could totally do it because I'm a really experienced lucid dreamer. So how hard could it be? <laughs> and it was terrible. It was so terrible. I can't describe to you how awful it was using the wild technique. I have tried it, I believe, four times. And... So I keep trying it because time passes between them and I think it couldn't have been that bad. And it was. It was that bad every single time. I'm never doing it again. So, in wild, you lay there and you're not supposed to move. Which in and of itself, of course, sounds terrible. But it's even worse in practice. So you're laying there and you're not allowed to move. And you're trying to let your body fall asleep and you're trying to stay conscious while falling asleep. And those two things are not meant to happen. So first of all, wild can cause sleep paralysis. Thankfully, it has not caused sleep paralysis for me. But every time that I've used wild, I've had the worst night's sleep of my life. They just keep getting worse every time I use it. So I'm never using it again. So what happens when I have tried to use wild is I'll fall asleep and then I will wake up a ton of different times in the night and they'll be for no reason. Just waking up super scared or waking up because I had a nightmare. Just so weird. I have the worst night's sleep because the whole night I sleep so lightly. I never fall into a deep sleep. And I'm not sure why that is. Maybe this does work for other people since everyone seems to talk about it. Maybe I'm just defective. But it does not work for me. It makes me sleep so terribly. 
So if you asked me if you should try this, I would say no. Because I don't think it's worth having even one night of sleep that was that terrible. Just, it's so awful. And that's after you've already fought to even go to sleep. Just imagine laying there for a full, it feels like it's hours. And it's, of course it's not. But it feels like it takes so long to go to sleep because you're not able to move. Because when you move, you start waking up again. So you're supposed to just lay there and just be paralyzed for however long it takes for you to go to sleep. And then you get all anxious because you're like, I can't move. What if I have an itch? And then of course you do because you're thinking about it. It's just a cycle of horrible things. Just don't do it. Do not use that one. So that takes us over to mild, which implies in the name that it's so much better than wild. And mild confuses me because the definitions that I looked at had two parts, and I'm not sure how they're connected because I think that they're two different strategies, but, you know, I guess not. (laughs) So in mild, you're supposed to rehearse a dream. So you picture the dream you want to have, basically. You think about what you want to do, where you want to go, you basically plot out your dream. And at the time of me recording this, there's something that is going around on TikTok about this, but they're calling it something weird and stupid, so I'm not even going to talk about it. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, in mild, you rehearse a dream and you visualize how you want it to go. And then before you go to sleep, you repeat this mantra of, next time I'm dreaming, I want to remember I'm dreaming, or you say, you know, the next thing that happens is a dream, just something that lets you know that the next thing that happens is not going to be real, and hopefully it'll be a lucid dream. And to me, I think those things are very different, because I think that looking in a mirror, especially, I think that looking in a mirror and saying, the next thing that happens is a lucid dream, or saying, I'm going to have a lucid dream tonight, and saying it with conviction and seeing yourself say it with conviction in the mirror, I think that's so helpful. So, I accidentally lied. That's another tip. Totally do that. Doesn't matter if you feel stupid while doing it, because if you look confident and you see yourself saying it confidently, you'll believe yourself. So you can prank yourself and and do it, and it'll work. So I see that as something different from the visualization of mapping out the dream because I don't think that that's necessary. I did try doing that one time. It did not cause me to have like a panic sleep like Wild did, but it didn't really work. So I don't know. That one's kind of iffy for me. It totally might work for you. I don't know. It probably depends on the person. Like literally all of this since it's all about you and what you prefer and what you work with because a dream is 100% you. So, you know, whichever one you want to try, whichever one you think you'll roll with the best, then you should use that one. As we near the end of this episode, I have a special treat for everyone because I asked one of my friends who is interested in lucid dreaming, and I asked her, she's brilliant, 
I said, hey, do you have any questions that you think people would want answered? Just general questions about how to lose a dream or about dreaming in general. And she came up with a great one. She asked, why don't you realize you're dreaming when the dream is so obviously not realistic and so obviously nonsensical? And that's a great question that I'm sure other people have. So of course I'm going to answer it. I think that the answer is our lack of self-awareness and our lack of consciousness. Not just consciousness as in, oh, well, you're asleep, so you're unconscious. That's not what I'm talking about. So in the definition of, un- or of consciousness, not unconsciousness, in the definition of consciousness, most people will agree that in order to be considered conscious, you have to have a memory. So whatever memory means, you have to have memory. And in a dream, there is only what's happening now. So whatever you're doing in the dream, you're focused on that. And it's very blank slate in your thoughts. You're not thinking about what you need to do afterwards. You're not thinking about what you did before. Dreams are very in the moment. So why would I be thinking about what doesn't make sense in the dream when I have a task that I'm doing or I have something else that I'm focused on? Because dreams tend to be hyper fixations. Like someone in a dream will tell you to do something and you'll just do it because there's not anything to think about. It's, it's just kind of blind. Dreams are really following things blind or doing something for no reason, something weird. And that whole lack of consciousness is part of why it's difficult to become lucid because you just accept things in dreams and you blindly do things in dreams and that's just how they work it's their nature it's just the way they're structured it's just a lot of random stuff thrown together by your hallucinating sleepy brain and then you live through it like it's a story (laughs) which when you really think about it is super cool your brain is able to take all these random images and random sensations and create a storyline out of it. And even if it becomes a nightmare or a story that you don't like, then it's still cool because it's all original. So wherever it comes from, just think of it as an original movie, even if it's a movie that sucks. (laughs) Additionally, before I hit save on this episode, I did want to mention that I have gotten the chance to talk to a couple other lucid dreamers through this podcast, which has been so cool and so amazing, and I've gotten a couple questions answered, so I would like to share those questions, or share those answers here with you. So, um, originally I asked if other people had reoccurring characters in their dreams, and I called those reoccurring characters my dream cast, and I have confirmation from two different people that they do in fact have reoccurring characters and their own dream casts. And I know for sure from one of the people that their dream characters have been with them for as long as mine have been with me, which has been, oh gosh, uh, 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 more than five years for sure. More than five years. Let's go with seven years. We're going to call it seven years and we're just going to stick with that. And theirs have been with them for, I think, longer than that. And theirs have names. Like, how unfair is that? So, so, so my dream characters, right, that are reoccurring, they don't have names, even though they've been coming back to dreams for the last seven years. So, 
I feel really cheated now knowing that other people have a dream cast and the people in that cast actually have names and actually introduced themselves. I'm not sure why the people in mine never felt that they needed to introduce themselves to me, but I'm offended now and the next time I see them I'll be letting them know if I remember because priorities are different in dreams, so I'm, I basically just have to hope that I remember so I can ask. But at the same time, it's kind of awkward, you know, because it's been seven years and I never asked what their names are and they never introduced themselves to me and I feel like it's too late. <laughs> so even though it's all in my head, I think of them as separate people just because they don't even have names. How am I supposed to identify them as anything other than just their physical description if they don't have names. So, um, it, just in talking to those people, I think that it would be cool if other people are interested in hearing about that. Um, I think it would be cool to share about my Dreamcast. I don't have very many people in it. Um, I plan to look back through my journals and see if I had any characters that appeared a couple times but then maybe didn't show up after that because if you ask me right now how many I have I would probably say three even though one of them has only been in one dream and that's I actually talked about that one just like the the scenery guy who is like sitting at the big computer monitor like I would consider him a reoccurring character just because he implied he's always there so he's really not, but he's like an honorary one. And then I have two other ones, and that's a set of twins. And they're both there a lot, like consistently. They are definitely like the real Dreamcast, those two. So I think that doing an episode on that would be cool because I also want to hear about other people's Dreamcasts. Like, how many people do they have that are reoccurring? I only have two, but I'm sure that there are some people who have a ton more than that. So all of that I want to put in a little bonus episode and talk about that. And then if people don't care and they don't want to listen to that and they just don't think it's very interesting, then they don't have to. I will not be offended. I will not cry that no one listened to that. So that I'm sure that I'll just put that out there though just to ask a few questions from people who do lose a dream and try to get more information than I have and then you know I'll share whatever I learn because like I said and like I will say a million different times as you listen to more of these episodes I am doing this to share knowledge and to learn knowledge this is a two-way street of learning something else I also wanted to share was that when I was doing research for this podcast I read this one article and it mentioned how in most dreams, you can't smell anything. And since then, whenever I have a dream and then I wake up, I always try to think, could I smell anything in the dream? And in most cases, I can't. Like, unless it's for a split second where I'm like, oh, it smells like the ocean or oh, it smells like rain. Like, after that split second of, um, of, like sense of smell I guess just after that split second of sensation it's not really there anymore and it's difficult to kind of think of and like um really know for sure that it wasn't there because when I think back on it it's almost like I try to fill it in because I, like I'll like from last night when I was having um the dream where it was raining 
I woke up and I was like, could I smell the rain? And I know for sure that there was one point that I could smell it, but all the other times, I don't know if I actually could because when I think about it and it's so vivid and it's like a memory that actually happened, it's like my brain just puts the smell over it. You know, it's like it's like post-editing a video. <laughs> you, you just put it in. So I'm kind of having to battle that. Like, I'm really curious to see if other people have a lot of sense in their dreams, sense of smell, and I I don't. I really don't when I think about it. When I read through my dream journals, I don't ever really mention smelling anything unless it's something specifically bad or specifically good that's there for one scene or just a moment. I don't remember a lot of smells. And if you're looking to do your own research right now just for fun, you should definitely Google that there was just a study in Brazil and they think that not all dreams happen in REM. Which is crazy! Because they have been saying that dreams happen in REM for however long people have been studying dreams. So the idea that you have dreams not just when you're in REM, to me that's like earth shattering. So I'm really glad that I haven't done my um, how dreams work biologically episode yet because I need to talk about that because that's insane and if you don't know anything about dreams then it's really not that big a deal but people have been saying for years now oh yeah you dream in REM sleep you dream in REM sleep and that's still true but now they're saying uh you might also dream during other parts of sleep and that would throw off a lot of different you know, classes that people teach because a lot of the stuff they've been teaching will be wrong. So that's something interesting that'll be cool to see unfold in the future. So if you're looking for something to research, you should totally look that up. Now I'm going to cut it off right here and I'm trying to get better at outros. I don't think I'm very good at outros. So I'm just going to say, um, have a good night, have a good day, have a good evening, have a good morning and dream on. Thank you for listening.